mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Wow! Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by festive man himself, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing in this wonderful Christmas season? I'm doing well. Uh, I've had a lovely, very relaxing Christmas period, so I've had a lovely time. Wonderful. And uh, I'm, I'm, give me another couple of days and I'll be ready to get started again. But this is very much the kind of like no man's land between Christmas and New Year that everyone talks about. But the year's kind of been like that. We've all been waiting to do something, so uh, it mm. kind of feels very familiar to me. <laughs> yeah. I quite like, my, I think my favourite part of Christmas is that kind of period between the 25th uh, Christmas mm. Day all the way around to sort of December 31st. I hate New Year's mm. Eve. I don't know why. Something about New Year's Eve. I think I had too many traumatic experiences in a room singing Old Lang Syne mm. with people. I, I don't do it. But this week is my favourite week. Um, but more importantly, what did you get for Christmas, Pete? What did Father Christmas oh. bring you this fine year? Got loads of bits and bobs, to be quite frank. Um, one of my favourite um, <laughs> in the in the US office, uh, Michael Scott at one point has this kind of like cat that boxes, uh, and I'm a big fan of the office. And so my partner bought me a um, William Shakespeare boxing kind of little hand puppet. <laughs> so oh. it is a lot of fun. <laughs> it's quite simply a lot of fun. Like I, it's one of those things that, that's very simple, but the way that it kind of like expresses itself a little figurine i find it endlessly charming so i've spent most of my time just playing with a little william shakespeare that boxes um the big present though hasn't actually arrived yet i must admit um but i've kind of ruined it for myself and my partner my partner bought me uh, basically a couple of weeks ago we were with some friends and i said mm. i like japan i love japan but i never want to be one of those blokes who owns a sword right little flip and comment didn't mean anything by it I just said, look, some. <laughs> I didn't want to be a sword guy. All right, I've got, I've right, got right. so many different kind of like midlife crises kind of uh, things, kind of like neck beard, uh, fedora kind of tendencies. Anyway, I didn't need a sword, uh, but my partner was obviously, of course, she had already bought me a sword online. So no uh, that's not arrived yet. So 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 maybe she'll lock my head off with it um, very soon. But it's all, uh, it's it's all, it's all just a bit of fun. I love <laughs> the way sure it's a beautiful sword. I love the way that's what she went for, uh, knowing that you love Japanese culture. That is like the one thing she decided to go for. I mean, a bloody sword. How much, how do you get a sword? Where does she buy it from? You don't just go on Amazon and just hand pick a sword, surely. Well, how does it work? I don't really know, to be honest. No, I, I, I don't know where she got it from. I'm, I mean, I'll, I'll inspect the quality, no doubt. Um, sort of uh, a Ghost of Shishima style or Tenchu style uh, when it comes here. And no doubt I'll be I'll be waving it around the house with wanton abandon. So that'll probably lose our uh, security deposit. But yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be a real beauty. 
<laughs> Forged in so the fires anybody... of Kagoshima. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, if if anybody wants me to go out and kill, uh, you know, kill anyone, uh, I I am I am now on Fiverr. Uh, Twenty quid. Uh, I'll kill everyone with my big sword. <laughs> I'll be putting in a bid to uh, take out Ryotaro sometime early in the new year. <laughs> that is awesome. It's pretty funny though because I remember a few months a few months ago you were making fun of people that have a midlife crisis and buy a sword. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember someone like sent us an email uh, being like, mm. oh, "I love the podcast, but you should stop insulting people Don't have with a light sword." And now <laughs> oh, you're in God. that category. Now you are a sword. I know. Look. Um, Look, you so, live long to become the 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 the, the evil person you hit. The villain. You, you live long enough to be the villain. And it's, look, I've got nothing against it, but I just fear for me. I have a friendship group that already mocks me how much I love Japan and going to Japan. So I just think that I I just made the comment that I didn't want to be a sword guy. Someone has given me a sword. I now own a sword. I'm cool with it. I'm excited. I want to wave my sword around. And the final piece of the puzzle is getting your own like railway train set, isn't it? To put around in your attic. <laughs> it's the final piece of the puzzle. Next year's oh, present. Oh, God. Well, we don't have a fireplace. So I can't put the sword above the fireplace. Oh. Where are you going to put it? <laughs> what are you going to do with it? Just sleep with it under the pillow in case you get attacked? I don't know, yeah. yeah, I guess that's probably... I'll be wearing it around my, um, around my midriff, surely. Uh, <laughs> ready for any, any invaders. Wandering the streets of London with his samurai sword. Nice one. That'd be great. Um, samurai P. Uh, but at least you got something good. Like this Christmas, yeah. I didn't get a whole lot. In fact, I got some bad news. Turns out, right? Oh. Uh, on, the, on the night before Christmas, I was sitting by my pathetic Christmas tree. It's like mm. 10 centimetres tall and it costs 70 pence, right. um, about 70 yen. Uh, and uh, I opened the news to reveal that uh, Nitori, which is kind of like the... It's a bit like IKEA in Japan, basically. Nitori, this uh, mm. home um, shop that sells home furnishings and things. They were recalling an item, uh, a bath mat, because turns out two million bath mats sold across Japan contain asbestos because they were made in a dodgy Chinese factory that wanted to cut costs. They just filled this fucking bath mat full of asbestos. And I've used this bath mat for two years. Uh, I love this bath mat. So you can imagine my distress to learn it's uh, filled with an incredibly toxic material that can cause lung cancer. That was my present the night before Christmas. Um, and ironic, <laughs> because when I think of you, Pete, the first thing that springs to mind is asbestos, because it is your favourite word. Um, mm, it's a lovely so, word, I think. You it's got it. the word best in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly not the best. Fucking lung cancer. What were they thinking? Seriously, I'm really... I was quite annoyed, I mean, but I'm also presumably, quite uh, presumably if Presumably, if the asbestos is encased in something, you, you should be fine. It's just a packing material, isn't it? It's if it gets out. And I presume the packing material will be surrounded by rubber or plastic, so presumably mm. you're completely safe. But, I mean, the most upsetting... I, I, what I don't understand is, why did they choose asbestos to put in there? Like, out of all the things right. they could have chosen, just pack it with cotton wool or old nappies or something. I don't know. Just do something other than bloody asbestos. Asbestos sounds hard to come by and expensive. I don't know why. It just does. I know, right? I don't know what they were thinking, but uh, yeah, I've, I don't know how to get rid of it now. It's my next conundrum. I've got this. Oh I've, yeah, I've got I guess you've got an asbestos filled. It. Yeah. What, so what's it in? It. Like a carrier bag? It, right? <laughs> yeah, burn it. Burn it out on the street of Sendai or something. Oh no. That's a disaster. <laughs> I'll send it to you and you can chop it in half with your samurai sword when you get it <laughs> next week. Seriously, though. Oh, man. Lordy. But, uh, well, you, I hear I, that you've got a mushroom growing kit as well from Charlotte. That's uh, very much, that's pretty cool. Yes. 
little mushroom. I mean, that's slightly, <laughs> slightly better than a asbestos bath mat, I think. Anyway, yeah, on the um, on the live show that we did uh, for Christmas, which I don't know if you saw, I did this live show with Natsuki mm. and uh, Joey and Charla. And He's an owlet. Natsuki was an owlet, oh, yeah. Yeah, bloody Natsuki. We had this KFC Christmas dinner at his house. <laughs> we travelled for like four hours to get there to have this dinner. We got there and he was just gone. And his wife was like, just I gone. don't know where Natsuki is. Just pissed off. <laughs> Cheeky death. And, uh, so yeah, it was all cold. By the time he turned up, <coughs> it was all it was all cold. And uh, oh, well. the already underwhelming KFC Christmas dinner was all that, all that much more worse as a result of his lateness. <laughs> but the uh, yeah mushroom farm don't know what to do with it how, how do you grow mushrooms what do you do with a mushroom farm don't you Is grow that... them in the, in the dark don't, don't mushrooms grow in the dark in in some lovely damp soil i know one time that in my shower um there was mm. a leak in the cavity wall which meant oh, that God. all of the wood all the wood and the, and the and the bricks behind the shower was absolutely saturated with water uh and it and there was just a lot of like rot <laughs> absolute rock coming through and uh yeah a mushroom grew through there that was a, oh. a low point in my life i have to say that's terrible delicious that's... with an omelet though <laughs> oh god that's absolutely <laughs> disgraceful well i don't know what i'm gonna do with it i'll just stick it in the wardrobe uh also mm. known as my recording studio and see what happens that'll be my little yeah my little project for uh for 2021 yeah. um get some worms. now we turn our attention to story of the week. And we've got a story this week from Ray. Uh, he says, hello, Chris and Pete, long time listener, first time fax machine writer, but I couldn't help but opine about my own encounter with the Yakuza after last Sunday's podcast story, where you boys uh, talked about whether it's dangerous to bump into Yakuza and whether they could fight while potentially missing a finger or several fingers. Uh, first off, my anecdotal encounter with the Japanese Yakuza happened during my first trip to Japan back in 2016. I was on the final leg of my golden route trip to see Tokyo, Kyoto, and Osaka, and I landed in Namba near the Dotonbori Strip, uh, and I'd grown fond of using public bathhouses, known as Centaur, uh, by then. So I looked up the closest one uh, I could find nearby the market to wash up and relax, since my apartment's bath was cramped and kind of awkward to use because there wasn't a dry place to hang up a towel uh, best clothes. Best. <laughs> Mushrooms coming through the wall. Uh, so I found uh, a public bath, and after showering off in one of the stalls, I went to the bath area to find it was almost completely empty, except for two gentlemen relaxing in one of the hot baths that I wanted to use. Having gotten used to public bathing by then and not seeing anything wrong with joining them in that particular bath, I went over and inserted myself into the situation they saw me and one of them grunted a bit and made room for me to sit in with them it was only after i settled in and unwinded alongside them for a few minutes that i noticed they were both unusually tattooed uh, with traditional and intricate back and shoulder designs and that is when it hit me that they might be or formerly may have been part of a japanese criminal fraternity at some point still they were perfectly well mannered with me and tolerated my presence with little fanfare so i didn't have much uh, so i didn't think much more of it until later when i wondered if they'd a special dispensation to use the sento be- despite the general trend of proprietors uh, look proprietors looking down on tattoos especially the kind seen on yakuza members as for whether you can punch a man while missing some digits you most definitely can and it will still hurt your target the usual amount <laughs> Uh, because you're not just relying on the total mass of your ham fist to inflict damage, but rather the focused impact of the knuckles, the base of your fingers. Uh, incidentally, I've never tuck your thumb beneath your fingers uh, when you ball up your fist because you can easily break it on impact that way. Hopefully this was enlightening or amusing. Take care, Ray. 
st- <laughs> there's not much of a story there. I got in a bath with some people that might have been yakuza. Although the final uh, the final segment did teach me a lot about how to punch someone in the face. Um, what do you make of that, Pete? Remember this conversation we had about <clears throat> mm. fingers having a, a fist with no fingers. Can you still fight? Um, mm. We, I, th- really I think we had a couple of emails about that. Yeah, I think we had a couple of emails about that because I was a little bit confused. But yeah, it seems that it's way more difficult to ball a fist. But um, like the guy says, it's 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 you know the the impact um, sort of space will be a lot smaller. So maybe it helps. <laughs> I don't know. The thing the thing that made me laugh about the the, the nudie yakuza guy. Um, uh, sad Karaage boy on, on Twitter, uh, who's always good value. She sent us a, um, a Yakuza video game, Opai Mousepad. Have you, have you seen an Opai Mousepad before? I mean, what, no, I don't, I don't know. Like a breast <laughs> mousepad. Mm, it's, so Opai means breasts and Shopai, I think, means salty, which is it very does, enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, always my, uh, one of my favorite things ever. Not, I, I haven't learned any new Japanese for a couple of years because I wasn't, <laughs> I've not been allowed to come. Um, Opai and Shopai. Yeah, it's like, a, yeah, Opai and Shopai, very, very similar. Um, but they, um, basically it's the two Yakuza characters, Kiryu and uh, Goro, uh, from mm. the Yakuza series. And they've got these beautiful breasts kind of beautiful cleavage um hanging out of their of their of their suits and uh where the boobs are they've got like like they've kind of stuffed it probably with asbestos stuffed it with like <laughs> to make little two two little raised soft kind of gel uh gel boobs uh to, so you can rest your wrist so it's it's very very relaxing when you're not using your mouse so um yeah uh, what what i'm saying is they're out there and if i know it and a sad karate boy knows it Everyone else needs to know it as well. <laughs> so, another stocking filler there for next year. <laughs> God. Oh man! I mean, I, I don't think picture. I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever seen any yakuza in a in a bathhouse before. Um, I don't really know what the correct thing to do would be. Just, just sort of nod your finger and be off. like, "Hello." <laughs> what is? Oh, God. So go, Where's your finger gone? What's Let me going look at on? <laughs> good god um but i thought in this episode given it is the last episode of uh, of 2020 a year with its certainly with its ups and downs and a year that's felt incredibly long even though not a lot mm. has really happened um i thought i'd take a look back this week on um some of the things we've we've covered some of the more interesting articles uh that we've sort of covered and uh to kick things off pete have you got a memory uh, or highlight of 2020 of the many stories we've covered uh, what's have you got any highlights you'd like to bring up conjure I mean, up? I mean, there was a because there was like a little bit of a lockdown in Japan for a little while. Um, obviously mm. the uh, the the bears just descending on every town was just very enjoyable. Um, I also enjoyed you visiting um Fukushima and uh, all of the bears that had taken over. But it was just bear heavy year, I think, for many. The bears had a great year in twenty twenty. They will look back and sort of go, "The winners." That is their anus awesome bliss. I don't know what the what the opposite of horrible bliss is, but <laughs> they're going to look back and sort of go, "This has been our year. We have." been hog happy <laughs> not hog bear happy <laughs> and, and and also the um the old ladies with their guns um shooting at the monkeys in fukui the monkey, monkey busters. busters very enjoyable soft guns soft guns in <laughs> it's hand. gotta be like a manga kind of or, or an anime of the monkey busters of fukui surely i mean if they it's can make an anime speak. if they can make an anime about carlos gone a disgraced ceo i'm sure they can uh they could they could pick the monkey busters. Um, exactly, a lot more content there. I think my greatest missed opportunity missed opportunity of the year was the uh, McDonald's adult cream pie. Remember when uh, McDonald's 
I think about a year ago now in January, they released this uh, this cream pie dessert, um, and they referred to it on the marketing as adult, like McDonald's adult cream pie, and everyone had a field day. <laughs> and somehow I didn't make a video out of it. I think maybe because I was a little bit worried about demonetization. And also, mm. I don't know what I could have done. That's like a 10-second joke. I don't know how I could have yeah. drawn that out for 10 minutes. Um, was it Filthy food. I think so, definitely. I could could sort of tell when you were talking, and and I I cannot stress this enough, I so enjoyed Joy the Anime Man last week and you guys having a chat because, A, the the conversation flows a little easier when when you're in the room, but also um, I just very much enjoyed two very contrasting sort of styles when it comes to releasing videos. He's like releasing like, he was releasing like one a day back in the day and maybe two a week around about now and stuff. And you were going, what? You released that many? <laughs> I don't know how he does it. it he pumps videos know, right? out like no tomorrow. What's his, kind of th- what's his kind of thing? Talking about anime and stuff. He talks about anime. He does interviews mm. and things. I think it's mainly because he does like commentary style stuff, does Joey. Right, um, okay. Whereas my videos are kind of, um, I'm always trying to push boundaries and do something over the top. You what? Mm. They're slightly bigger in scope, aren't they? But I'd like to think so. I mean, mm. yeah, I guess so. I'd, if you look at the videos, <laughs> I like if you look at the videos from um, that we've done over the last few months. That I've not actually been inside like once. You know, I've not actually sat inside mm. and bashed out a normal video. I'm working on one now, talking about Christmas in Japan and why it's pretty rubbish. Um, which is just me in my room whinging about stuff. Mainly, again, the asbestos bath mat. It's, just, it's a ten-minute video based around that. But uh, <laughs> eat you know, the I, mat. I think eat the mat. Yeah. <laughs> but like Joey's got the right idea, and I think that's the sort of direction I need to head in a little bit. A- AKA, just relax more videos a bit more. more yeah, locally. yeah, mm. yeah. Just just relax a bit more. And just sort of go look. You can have your big, you know, drone shot tours of 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 a remote fishing village off the coast of Sendai and then and then the next one could you be in 711 just eating stuff from the combini <laughs> yeah 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 i've i've got to try and balance but, it out a little better but i but um, i did i i very much enjoyed um you and him talking about reaction videos and stuff it did make mm. me think Maybe that should be my next video. Pete Donaldson reacts oh, to Chris Broad's abroad in Japan. Oh, well, you, I mean, you joke, but there's so many videos, and they seem to be getting such good views. I actually messaged uh, Riotaro yesterday. I dropped her a message. Mm. And I was like, "You better get in on this quick because mm. there's some serious views to be had um, from just a oh, big mate, Japanese like, person, I, like honestly, talking it's, it's and wild. It's wild. Like, yeah. like I, I think I, because I start, because obviously I, I follow you and I watch all of your videos because I have to, um, uh-huh. and uh, and so I get loads of, so I always get them suggested in my uh, in my algorithm, my YouTube algorithm, and and it is very low. It's it's not very much work, is it? It's just pausing and going. Well, here's what I like. They could do ten an hour if they wanted to. I know, right? Like. I mean, I, the, the video that they all do is the 12 things not to do in Japan video. And mm. from the three or four that I've seen, they they just completely agree with every single one of my points, except the first one <laughs> where they're like, uh, the first point is like, you can, I said like, you can't really eat and walk in Japan at the same time. Mm. And they were like, a right. lot of people are like, well, you can in certain places like Asakusa and uh, Dotonbori and Osaka. But you know, really you can't, you just, people still look at you weird. So like, yeah, it's such a it's such an easy <laughs> thing to do, and I spent you know I spent like ten days scripting, filming, editing, producing that video, and in twelve minutes you can bash out a reaction video that could get potentially one million views um, just by being Japanese. Of course, you can't do that, Pete, 
because you're not Japanese. I don't know what no. angle you could bring to the party. What could you do? Northern northern person <laughs> against person from Kent, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I would, I, I would, so. oh, Christo, I'd have fun though. I mean, it doesn't matter whether it'd be popular. It doesn't matter with anyone we're watching. I'd have some fun, Chris. That's the main thing. I'd have a little bit of fun, wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Why does that sound so seedy? <laughs> oh, God. I will say that, um, last week though, I did, it was so lovely to listen to the Abroad Japan podcast and, and, and like listen to it with uh, fresh ears. So what I'd like to say is that this podcast is great. Uh, congratulations for being smashing. Very, I, I, I'm worried now, P. I feel like this is you're buttering me up for some reason. Why is this happening? You're just going to quit. I, uh, yeah, it was good. It's cool. It was, as you say, it was nice to do it in the same room. It was nice to yeah. um, chat with Joey. You know, he's he's done so much cool stuff on YouTube. He's had quite a wild ride. He's got. I, I don't know any other YouTuber actually who's got such a strong network of friends. You know, he knows everyone mm. in the YouTube community somehow. He knows Jack. He's friendly, Chris. He Chris, is, I think you're nice... discounting the thing. He's quite friendly, isn't he? He's quite outgoing. He's not have miserable. I be, have I got to be more friendly in 2021 to to build the network? <laughs> well, let's deal with the asbestos bath mat first. Get rid of that, and then you can build your network. All right, mate. Stay alive. That's what I'm asking. My name's Chris. I've got a YouTube channel with a bath mat full of asbestos. Do you want to be my friend? <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> dire. It's dire, isn't it? But uh, I don't know. I, I look back. It's weird, though. 2020 has been a crap year, objectively. Um, but mm. somehow, when I look back at the videos on the Born Japan channel, I'm actually quite happy with what we've done. And I was I, just before yeah. we sat down to record this podcast, I'm currently working on like this montage video that I try and bash out every year, like highlight reel, basically, like mm. uh, like YouTube Rewind, but good. And I uh, sort of go through and look at the highlights. And there's some good clips of you in there. Uh, there's a clip of you going, look at you, all high and mighty with your GoPro, Chikan or something, uh, in the tower <laughs> in Sapporo. I kind of, it's quite funny. Um, but like, yeah, this year's not been a. You shouldn't total have had it. You shouldn't have had show. it on a stick looking up girls' skirts, though. Oh god! <laughs> oh god! But like, you know, it's not been a light off. Rotter. She can't. You were you were looking through a telescope, weren't you? Up a tower. Oh that? yes, I was looking at that. Yeah, forty eight hours. A big telescope at the top of the Sapporo Tower, and you yeah. saw, and you're supposed to look out. But I was kind of, I'd, I'd wheeled it around, so I was staring at people in the actual gift shop. I was staring at the cashier, going, "Ooh, hello." <laughs> she, she looked thoroughly scared and intimidated. Um, yeah. yeah. I, God, the more I think about it, the more scared I am that you're going to have a sword in your possession sometime in the next two weeks. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was a lot of fun. But um, yeah, 2020 wasn't too bad for the Born Japan channel. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm quite happy. But got to try and top it somehow next year. Got to try and fi- find a way of making it better. But before I get around to that, And uh, next week, we'll talk about our New Year's resolutions, our standard podcast where Pete and I outline our plans for next year. Uh, But yeah, highlight of this year, Pete, final chance. What's your highlight news uh, article of the year that we've discussed? um, um, I'm trying to think now. Um, The video game Grandpa grandma, I I quite enjoyed. I, I, I enjoy older people doing things that you, the sort of things you wouldn't expect sort of thing, even though nowadays... 
you know, you could have started playing video games in the eighties or, or even the late seventies mm. and still continue to play them because you like them. So it's it's not it's it, we're going to have a generation of video game grandma and grandpas, but the it's starting to sort of happen. There's the Skyrim grandma. There's the Skyrim um, grandma. There's, there's 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 the Zelda grandma who loves a bit of Zelda. It's uh it, it it's nice. It's lovely to see. So yeah, we had a I, I sit recall we had a ninety ninety year old um, video game grandpa grandma uh, early this year. So I love yeah, she was awesome. I remember mm. reading about her in the news. I think that was back in June and uh, watching a, like an interview of her. And uh, it was really surreal just watching this 90-year-old woman just shooting people in the head on Call of Duty and she, <laughs> just cheering away, having a laugh, shooting people with like a submachine gun. Uh, this this happy 90-year-old Japanese grandma. That was rather weird. Uh, but fair play to her. What a legend. Absolute legend. Um, got to try and dig out that footage. That's, that was classic. Uh, yeah, I think that was my highlight as well. I'm going to be I'm going to be cheap and just say that was my highlight as well. Um, what else was there? Do you remember? I think in April when the old uh, coronavirus was kicking off and uh, lockdown in Japan took hold uh, around April and May. Um, over here, people were locked inside, and then a company started renting out ho- hotel rooms for couples looking to escape lockdown fatigue for forty dollars. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I'm not making this yes, up. Yes, a little bit. So just kind of like, yeah, it was a weird little kind of um, happenstance. It was a weird kind of little plan, wasn't it? I think the idea was, yeah, it was like a love hotel kind of scenario where you could just rent out an apartment for $40 and you go there with your partner and just relax and make it into like a mini holiday in another, like a hotel room or apartment. In hindsight, mm-hmm. wasn't really that special, was it? Just, just a cheap <laughs> hotel room. <laughs> Nothing there. It's a crap story. <laughs> Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This week on Stakhanov. Over on the Luke and Pete show, we've been discussing our usual nonsense from Disney princesses to fizzy lagers and a whole load more. Here's a taster of what's been on the show. For some reason, our little recording system has got this piece of music installed it. I think it's uh, incidental music in a sex ed uh, BBC Two um, 10 a.m. kind of job. No way! It is! It's too groovy! It's too groovy! Yeah, it's just like, uh, now on BBC Two, <laughs> sex and your child. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, over on WrestleMe, we've been doing the 12 days of WrestleMemus, which you can find on our Patreon or your favourite podcast player. That's why also America is, like, leading the world in serial killers, you know, because they have room. They have room, room they have to dismantle. <laughs> <laughs> to dismember, dismantle, dismember, to stuff yes. to make marionettes. Mm-hmm. Um, over here, very difficult to be a serial killer. I would knock into things. I get would. blood everywhere. But there's always some nosy beak, isn't there? <laughs> Someone sticking their nose in where yeah. it doesn't belong. All that and more at Stakhanov. Um, <laughs> but what was your highlight of uh, 2020? We covered a lot of stories, a lot of articles. If you have a highlight. 2020, guys, let us know at broadenjapanpodcast at gmail.com. And now we turn our attention to the fax machine. What have we got this week in the fax machine, Mr. Donaldson? 
Well, we kick off with uh, a message from Joya. Hello, Joya. I want to hear Chris's Japanese without that weird deep voice you do when you speak Japanese. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I don't know why I do the weird voice. Like, uh, I, I like... Uh, I think it's because... I sound more Japanese when I do the the deep voice. Mm. Don't you? Don't you agree? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. You, I mean, a lot of men do kind of affect that kind of like deep voice, and they use different terms and stuff, different words. You, you guys were talking about it last week, where um, the the ums and ah words that, that that women use are very different to the ones that men use, and obviously the, the men uh, like a big Scottish like bodybuilder or something, power lifter, had been taught all of these very. Uh, sort of feminine, oh, terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> feminine way fun. of speaking, effectively enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. I mean, I think the reason I put on this voice, or, or sort of like, I don't think I actually speak like that in everyday life in in Japanese, like in Japanese. Where I'm like, oh yeah, I think that's mainly my acting voice. But I remember when I started learning Japanese my first year, my friend, uh, uh, Canadian guy who I used to live near and work with. He told me that when you learn Japanese or speak Japanese, you should almost switch to another personality. Like you should build almost right. like this whole new character because you can't literally translate between English and Japanese. Um, yeah. So I took on this character. The trouble is, the character just sounds like a Yakuza boss hitman figure that doesn't really work in everyday life in Japan. So I, yeah, I've kind of shot myself in the foot there. It's quite dangerous. Abunai. I like him. Stupid. Put him on the podcast more. Bring back, let's bring back angry Japanese hitman Yakuza dude. Uh, we got one here from Vicky Cooper from Birmingham. Uh, he says, hi, Chris Ooh. and Pete. Hope you're both doing well. I had a great Christmas. Chris, a question for you based on your Christmas live stream. Uh, in case you missed it, guys, it is on the Abroad Perspective channel, the second Secret Abroad in Japan channel, where we sat down for two hours. Um, you gave Sharla in the live show a ceramic cat humidifier as a present. And I saw in the Tokyo creative videos, they also give humidifiers as presents. Is this something that all households in Japan have and use? I have one myself in the UK, but I don't know anyone else who has one. So I was curious about them in Japan. Uh, and now I want to see if I can find a cute dog shaped one. Uh, thank you both for all the amazing podcasts and videos. They really brighten my day. All the best, Vicky. Um, the cat humidifier. I, I know Shia likes cats, so I've got something cat related. I think that was the first thing I saw. So I just thought, cat humidifier, that'll do. But what I will say is um, because the houses in Japan are so poorly insulated, we have a lot of heaters around. Like I've got a heater that just blows out hot air. And the consequence of that is the air gets so dry. Um, so a lot of people have humidifiers in their house. And even when I was, um, even when I was working as a teacher uh, in the staff room, which was massive, it was like a football pitch. Uh, it was like a whole football pitch size room for the staff room. Uh, but it got really dry because of the heaters in winter. And various teachers around the room would have a little humidifier on their desk, uh, blowing up this kind of nice uh, humidified air, this uh, oh, nice damp air, into their face uh, to try and make their skin nice. So they love it here. Humidifiers, yeah. it's the future. I guess I guess, I guess, it's probably sort of a concern if you've got a, a house that's got a lot of wood in it. I mean, presumably you would, you'd, you know, you, you don't want the wood to get too dry and splinter mm. and blister and stuff. So it's probably a good idea to keep your keep your house as uh, humidified as possible, which you sort of, you do sort of look at Japan and sort of go, it's actually quite a humid environment. But I guess if you're running a, uh, an aircon 24-7, you're going to dry out your house. Exactly. And it makes you snore mm. as well because your throat gets really oh. dry. So I found it makes me snore. So I've got one as well, but it's not in the shape of a cat because that would just be a bit weird. 
doesn't really fit my personality. You see them, you see them a lot in like Muji, uh, on, on the high yeah, street yeah. In, in England, uh, and they sell these little humidifiers and you just don't see them anywhere else in England. But if you want one, Muji. Stocking filler for next year. Aye. Humidifier. <laughs> uh, we've got one from Johnny. Over to you, Pete. We have, yes. Uh, hello, Johnny from California. All Johnny California here. Uh, hi, Chris and Pete. Long time listener, first time writer. Hope you guys are having a great Christmas holiday. I am. I believe Chris is too. Uh, from the last podcast, I heard Chris saying that a Brown Japan channel uh, doesn't influence people from around the world to visit Japan. I just want to say that, that is not true. Personally, I found Chris's channels four years ago and promptly visited Japan after a few months. You're very suggestible, Johnny, I must say. Uh, the channel definitely proves uh, provides the uh, right amount of information along with comedic relief. Ha-ha! Anyways, I have a challenge for you guys. Recently, a girl I like said that her, her idea of a perfect date is in Japan at a small cafe under the cherry blossom trees and next to a river. I would like to bring this to life to her uh, once Japan is open again. So, Chris and Pete, uh, can you think of a place like that and let us know where I can find this magical place in Japan? keep up the good work guys look forward to seeing what you guys can come up with uh, I guess later uh, Pete I love Coolish Merry Christmas and Happy New Year that was Johnny from California where is the little cafe next to the river Chris we need to know so oh, that's a good question actually I did a video with Ryotaro back in 2016 called Experiencing Japan's Biggest Annual Event Cherry Blossom Season uh, it's the mm. biggest annual event because 60% of Japan's population get stuck get stuck into the uh, the season and uh, have these lovely hanami flower viewing parties. We sort of sit beneath the cherry blossom, drink beer, and eat things. And uh, yeah, in that video, we went to this town called Shibata, just south of Sendai, and I think it's got the most cherry blossoms in all of North Japan. There were thousands of them in bloom, and it was absolutely incredible. I'm not somebody who's that big on flowers or fun or things that look nice, but even I was like, wow. This is impressive. And if I was going to have a date with a girl beneath a cherry blossom tree, this is where I would do it. Shibata in Sendai. That is the place to do it. Only 90 minutes north of Tokyo by bullet train. And uh, you can watch the video that I did with Ryotaro uh, if you want to f- see what it actually looks like. Absolutely incredible place. Highly recommend. And presumably the, uh, presumably the Hanami um, uh, Sakura, they, they, they kind of um, come in later in Sendai compared to Tokyo or Osaka or Fukuoka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely right. They the old uh, cherry blossom season kicks off, I think, in March in uh, Okinawa, and sort of snakes its way up the country and eventually gets to Hokkaido in May. I want to say, um, and they've got like uh, you know on the weather if, for like two months. You just have the weather forecast, and they have like a cherry blossom map. Um, you can sort of see it going up Japan, like working its way up the country. It's quite fun. Um, that's what big part of the year. The cherry blossom map. Stick around for that. It's great fun. <laughs> sounds sarcastic, but it's kind of weird having this this cherry blossom uh, weather forecast all year or, or throughout the the spring season. But um, have you been around for the cherry blossom season at all on your trips? <clears throat> I seem to recall. Yes, I did. I think I saw it in uh, Kyoto. Um, I seem to recall sort of strolling around. Oh, very nice. um, without, yeah, it's um, it was it was a beautiful time to to visit, and I remember um, having a lovely stroll around. It, I remember it being quite rainy that holiday, so I spent a lot of time looking at the cherry blossom underneath um, a plastic, a see through plastic umbrella. At that, um, I th- remember um, remember when we visited the biggest Starbucks in the world, Chris, um, um, in, in, in 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 Tokyo, or certainly me and Ian did anyway. 
Um, I didn't we, go with you. Yeah, I, I, uh, you, went you were busy. You were doing something else, weren't you? You had a meeting or something. Having fun um, behind so my back. <laughs> Yes, we, were. we went to we went to this biggest starbucks in the world like gigantic thing obviously like mm, over mm. two buildings it's crazy um but that's next to a big river and that's next to where all the cherry blossom is so that's a good shout isn't it absolutely <laughs> and it's the yeah. biggest starbucks in the world in um nakamegaro which is like a 10 minute walk from shibuya that's a really beautiful trendy kind of place it's like the camden of uh of, of tokyo but nicer than Camden, far, far nicer. Um, yeah, no, it's a really cool place. If you get the chance, that is the that is the place to see Cherry Blossom in Tokyo. And, of course, you can drop into the world's biggest Starbucks. Was it good? I haven't actually been inside. When it first opened, I was actually staying at a hotel across the road uh, for, like, two weeks. So I was doing some Tokyo Creative project. Um, this was, like, two years ago now. And I remember being across the road from it when it opened, and there was, like, a queue. It was like two hours long, but people were still just, you know, wait, waiting it out just to go into this gigantic Starbucks. Something I mm. just can't no, imagine. Unfortunately, I didn't actually go in there at all. It just looked oh, too busy. You had to get no. You had to go. You got to get a ticket from the building next door and then walk in. It just seemed all very stressful. And uh, there was a um, there was a couple of like crazy named um, real estate uh, places around the corner I wanted to look at and take pictures of. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, it's it's more like a theme park attraction, isn't it? The fact that you've got to go to a building, mm. get like a special ticket around the corner and then line up for 90 minutes. I think the last time I was there, though, the queues are very much gone. Now that it's been over a year or so since it opened, it's uh, mm. actually accessible. Um, we got one here from Gareth. who says, hi, Chris and Pete. Love the podcast and the YouTube channel. They become a great insight into Japanese culture and life. And whilst travel is severely limited, it's great to see faraway places and listen to your stories while I'm in the workshop. Uh, I read this morning the ghost of Tsushima fans have helped raise money to replace a Tory gate that was destroyed during a typhoon. I wondered if you guys have ever had a real world, uh, ever, ever had a real world good deed come from your virtual doings. Um, I know you've inspired people to learn, travel and live in Japan, but you don't really get to see these outcomes. So is there anything that you've got to actually be present for that was due to something you've done online? Uh, I'm not Santa, so I'm not judging you if you've been naughty or nice. And I wouldn't want you rummaging around my sack either. Oh God! Uh, also wondered. Uh, also wondered is Chris is uh, did Chris teach Natsuki the phrase "the dog's bollocks"? Many thanks for your time, Gareth. Um, Pete, have you uh, have you ever done anything good that uh, reverberated online or, God, or vice no. versa? I mean, I, I mean, we've made like. Um... I, I remember sort of setting up, I think I spoke about this before, but I, uh, I set up a, um, a website called drawyourdad.com. Did I tell you about that? I where, think um, you did. No, where basically people could just draw their dads because dads never get drawn. Um, so yeah, for, for about a year, I maintained this little website, little corner of the internet where people could sort of email me a picture of the dad they uh, of their dad that they drew and there's a lot you know there's a lot of kind of like my dad's a fucking prick kind of like still very accurate drawings of, of this prick dad um but then there was no also way. like you know pictures of pe- people's like dads just the headstones of their dads because they'd passed on and stuff um so it was a really nice kind of like uh, chance for someone to like pay tribute to their father uh through the medium of of scribbling on my on microsoft paint and i, I that's I look back and I was very fond of of, of what I uh, of, of what we achieved effectively just by putting up pictures that that people have drawn of their dads. I found a lot of a cache of them um, on an old hard drive recently. I, I put them up on Twitter, um, so ho- hopefully they can still be found. But uh, yeah, drawyourdad.com. dot <laughs> com. What was the what was the genesis? What how did this happen? Why did you think this was like a an idea? Oh, I, I can't mean, remember. That's really Chris. cool. But... <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't remember. I'm sure it was just one of those ideas you have in the shower, and and some people don't have the free time to to, to come through with it. <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. Nice one. I mean, I um as for the ghost of uh, Tsushima Tori Gate, I hadn't heard about that, so that's really impressive. It's lovely. Um, yeah. I from what I discovered, um, Tsushima, the island in the infamous video game that came out this year, uh, they had some sort of big tourism um, like marketing plan for this year and they were going to get loads of people to come over so i feel really bad mm. for them um they missed out on that kind of once in a lifetime opportunity to put this relatively uh, un- unknown island on the map um and to get people over so it's a real shame uh the coronavirus happened and that happened because uh, i think they would have had a very good year but hopefully when uh airplanes and travel come roaring back fans of the video game will still make the pilgrimage to the island and uh, check it mm. out and see the Tory gate that they've uh, they've funded and replaced. As for anything I've done, good. Um, I you know I certainly I, I've promoted a lot of places over the years, um, shouted out places, and um, people have gone there. Um, I remember I I, sh- I went to a Newcom uh, in Almory with Riotero two or three years ago, and someone messaged me a few years after that saying, "Oh, thanks to your video, I had my honeymoon there," which is kind of cool. Uh. And um, and one of the one of the cooler ones was. Um, the earlier this year, I did that documentary about the tsunami, and I visited uh, the Tsunakan, the um, the Nyokan, uh run by Itio Kano, the awesome woman who unfortunately lost uh, her family in the disaster. And uh, yeah, she said uh, that a lot of foreign folks had made the pilgrimage to her in after watching the documentary because we've done two documentaries on her uh one in 2018 and one in 2020 and uh in the 2021 when we caught up with her she was like yeah loads of people from australia and britain have come so that was really cool um and that that felt good as for who taught nasky the phrase the dog's bollocks that was a video we made i think three years ago uh or two years ago in 2018 before nasky came to the uk for nasky the movie he uh we, we did him we did some English lessons online, and uh, he learnt it there in a video called "Japanese Guy Learns English" or something unoriginally titled. But you can go back and watch that and see Natsuki learn the phrase there. Have you, have you seen that video, Pete? See Natsuki learn. I mean, probably he he used the English he learnt in that video when he met you in London. I think. Mm, yeah, no doubt. He um and, and he is getting better every time with it. The, but, the, but the actual dog's yeah. bollocks phrase, I um I, I mean I can't speak. I mean I'm English and I can't speak English. Um, but the actual phrase uh, dog's bollocks, I'm never. Is it is it the best of the best simply because there aren't as many dog's bollocks around because they get chopped off, or is it just? <laughs> I, I, is it just so it's rare that, that you'd see a dog's bollock? I, I, I don't understand, really, to be honest, Chris. It's one of those things I've, I've never really thought about, the genesis of uh, mm. quite an odd phrase there. I don't know. That's, that's something I want to find out. Um, let us know. Do you know what, where the phrase the dog's bollocks comes from? Let us know at Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back in the next few days, still over again, guys. But for now, enjoy the final week of 2020. Uh, enjoy what's left of it. And uh, we'll see you on the other side in 2021 on Sunday for our first episode of the year where we discuss our New Year's resolutions and our plans for 2021. For now, guys, have a good one. I'll see you then. was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.
mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com